Well, here at Batting a Thousand, we are nearing the end of season one. We've had incredible guests ranging from the CEO of a major industry publication to the host of a nationally syndicated radio show to sought after economists and more. If you missed some of the season, don't worry. We'll be sharing highlights from these conversations and others during our upcoming season one replay, where we'll listen to and dissect our favorite moments from all of season one before we enjoy a brief off season ahead of season two. Speaking of which, we need your help to build our lineup. If you or someone you know should be Dale's next guest on Petting a Thousand, let us know at dalevermillion.com forward slash listen or by emailing our team at listen at dalevermillion.com. The lenders that use this strategy are just, they're just dominating. They're like, um, we have a great success story with one group that in nine months referred 150 deals to their agents that turn into, what was the number? Shoot, I can't remember. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. 600 deals, okay, to their agent partners that turn into 150 million in new purchase. That's, that's unheard of. And a lender referring that much business is unheard of, but now it's consistent, it's regular, it's happening everywhere. And so that is the way to succeed, but not just in this market. You know what, Dale? I hate thinking about this industry as, as markets. Like the things that you teach are, the, the beauty of it is it works in every market. You just enhance certain things in certain markets. But people need to stop thinking about this industry as in markets. It's like, what can I always be doing? Like, what are the great things that I should always be implementing and not, Oh, now it's this market. I should start doing that more. I should refer business to my agents. Just do it all the time. Like, the, the, do that. The, uh, your call of how can I get, if you're in a house, how can I make it less expensive for you? Are you kidding me? Like, that's the most brilliant talk track I've ever heard. It's so simple. You're listening to Batting 1000 with Dale Vermillion, where heavy hitters from mortgage, real estate, and business share their secrets for lasting success. With your host, award-winning sales strategist and industry icon, Dale Vermillion. Hey guys, welcome back to Batting 1000, where we talk to the heavy hitters in the mortgage industry. And today I have got not only a dear friend, but an incredible guy, great businessman, super smart guy in the mortgage industry, tons of experience. I'm gonna give you his credentials in a second, gonna blow you away, but you probably know who he is. This is Alex Kuchin, and he runs the Sales Boomerang team. And you know what? Alex is the man when yeah. it comes to technology. Um, let, me, let me give you a couple credentials to throw it by you. Alex was named in the 40 Under 40 for NPM Magazine. That's a huge, huge honor. Uh, he's top tech firm in 2019 by Bank and Sale Magazine. He was top 100 tech firm in 2020. He was 2021 Housing Wire Tech 100, ranked 101 on Inc. Magazine's 5,000 list. That is massive. Um, also ranked number 19 on Financial Times, list of the America's fastest growing companies, ranked number 19 on 2021 Fast 50, and ranked number 49 on Deloitte's Technology Fast 500. That is an, an unbelievably impressive list, Alex. Gosh, it, my friend, it is great to have you. And he's been a personal partner and friend for years. We we totally love and believe in Sales Boomerang, endorse them to all of our clients. Uh, we're working with them on, on putting some training together. Just this is a guy I love, and I'm so glad to have you here, Alex. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, uh, Dale. I could say all of the same blessings and gratitude right back at you. Just, just, just an amazing relationship from the from the very beginning, uh, and thank you for for sharing the accolades. It's uh, it's heartwarming and and it, it doesn't get old to hear because it it feels good because we work hard to get to those uh, to those accomplishments. 
You did. And you've taken, so your background is the mortgage industry. You were a consultant in the mortgage industry and you decided, you saw an opportunity to build a company that took technology to really start to activate mortgage databases and lender databases into an opportunity to build their business. And you know, Alex, I really wanna talk about this today because in today's market, what you do and what Sales Boomerang does is so vitally important to the yes. success of any lender out there today. You, you just, I don't know how anybody can survive without the tools that you guys provide because this is a conversion market, not a volume market like we yes. saw in 2020 and 2021. When rates go up, we know that consumer activity drops. So you got to get outbound. You got to get an outbound presence. You got to really work your database. You got to really get after it. But before we get into Sales Boomerang and the alerts and all the things you guys do, and I want to hear your thoughts on the mortgage industry and what it takes to be a top producer today, because you work with lenders and loan officers all over the country. Yes. Tell the audience a little bit about how you went from being a consultant in this industry to identifying an opportunity to building a company that's grown so fast. How many employees are you guys up to today? 150. 150 employees in record time. <laughs> How'd you do it? I mean, I, I, tell, tell us what, what was going on inside your head that gave you the, the fortitude and just the vision that you had to build this great company. Thank you so much. So, so look, it's interesting because I was consulting for a mortgage marketing company, actually. My background is in communication, technology, and marketing. That's where my background is. I, you know, if we go back even further, just, just uh, in the beginning of my business career, um, as a matter of fact, I'll take one step back so I can actually give a, a big uh, tip of the hat to my parents. Uh, my parents, uh, we immigrated from, from Ukraine, and um, I was seven wow. when we came here, and I watched my parents go from working for for several jobs. I mean, my dad had three jobs when we got here. My mom had two jobs. And in a matter of a, a year and a half, two years, they consolidated to owning their own businesses. My dad opened up a limo company, my mom an awesome. interior design business. So I got this kind of entrepreneurial spirit from them. I saw it and I saw that what they put in, they got out. And I, I really like that. And so as I got older, uh, I, I went I went to college for for uh, for marketing and I only did a, a, a two year college because I really wanted to play soccer, which is what I did for two years. And then once soccer was done I, and I was done with with uh, with with having fun in college, I was out and I started my first business at 20 and it was learning the communication of business that I really fell in love with, like how can you create something and build a team that makes a difference for the industry that you're in? And I know I'm putting the, this eloquent words to it today. I didn't think about it like that before. then. Then I was like, oh, I don't want to work somewhere. I just want to own my own thing and not, not have a boss to answer to because I'm a terrible employee. Um, and so, you know, I started building businesses and it was successful one after the other after the other. Nothing like what we're talking about today, but it had its own successes. And so I went through a lot of industries. I went through the medical space. That was my first industry, then printing supply space, then servicing space, then marketing space, then uh, a nightclub space, entertainment, lifestyle space, um, uh, apparel space, and, and into the first technology, which was in 2011, we built a mobile technology. And so I had all of this experience. And what I learned over the, over the years is that I have an eye for the path to success. I just, I can see it and, if we just do this, we like there's for some reason, there's no doubt that it's going to work. And so here's what happened. I was I sold my my shares in my in my technology company and started to be a consultant. I was consulting for all kinds of businesses. One of my buddies 
uh, owns a mortgage marketing company, a company by the name of Monster Lead Group, which is the number one direct mail mortgage marketing yep. company in the nation. Amazing. Yep. Everyone needs to check them out. Right now is a good time for you guys to, to look them up if you want yep. really good opportunities for conversion. Uh, but I was consulting there and what happened was he showed me some statistics that blew my mind because I didn't know the mortgage industry this well. And he wanted to put on his website that they're converting at about a little less than 10%, like 9.6 or something. And I'm like, um, Ken, why are you excited about less than 10% conversion? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, this is weird. Which that is a home run, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like 90% of people are not working with the lenders that you're marketing for. Like, that's weird. Why do we want to yeah. celebrate this? And he cracked up like you did. He goes, <laughs> that's an amazing statistic in this that's industry. That's an amazing statistic, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. It is? I said, okay, so what happens to 90% that don't move forward? And he told me the thing that sparked the idea. He goes, oh, you have to buy that lead again. I'm like, time out, time, time out. I talk to my lender. I don't move forward. And for the lender to actually work with me again, they have to buy the lead again? He's like, yeah, that's how it works. I'm like, what? And 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 this, this echo of, like, just like in movies, like something came into my head of an echo of, a, of, of my mentor from a previous company, uh, James, he said, look for industries that don't have a leader, that have a large space, and no one is serving the, the, the market that you've discovered. I was like, this might be it. This might be the next one. And I said, how many people in the industry suffer from this? He's like, oh, every, what do you mean? It's how the industry works. I was like, oh, all right. And so the reason this whole thing got started is by asking really stupid questions. Because the answer I got to every question, Ken told me the answer every time I asked the question is like, that's just how it works. That's just how it works. Oh, that's how it works. That is how it works. It's like, that's a problem. If the industry is stuck in its way for that long, and how yeah. could an industry be broken that does $2 trillion? Like, can, nothing can be broken. And so the possibilities of, of connecting borrowers with their lender, creating financial friendships rather than it's a necessary evil. I have to do this. I hate my bank. I don't want to work with my lender. That didn't make sense to me. Like, how do we create a synergy? How do we create that? And so I'll, leave, I'll add this one piece to the story of how Sales Boomerang came to be what it is today. Right before I started consulting for Monster Lee Group, I was consulting for a company called Rain King. Rain King is a company, Rain King, like the crown. Yep. Rain King, what they did was they would take a Fortune 500 company that's looking for a niche technology and they would find the niche technology on behalf of the Fortune 500 company before the Fortune 500 company even put an RFP out. Wow. Magically, they knew this technology would help this company. And so they would call the Fortune 500 company and says, hey, we know you're going to need this. And they're like, you're right. How did you know? We're like, well, we did our research and we actually have a solution for you. They're like, really? Like, yep, we're going to save you months and months of trying to find somebody in RFPs. This is the technology for you. And so I was consulting for them because they also hit a dead end. They could not, they stopped growing. And so PE firms were overlooking them and they're like, hey, Alex, come in, help us grow. And so they were acquired, acquired for like 106 million, 10 months after I started there with them. And I learned the power of connection. Yep. Of the most abstract connection you can imagine. Microsoft is looking for a niche accounting technology for this section of their business. And this company already found them. And I'm like, that is just magic. And so I thought for the mortgage industry, it's not magic. It's nope. the consumer wanted something. The lender has it. Let's bring them together at the perfect time.
And that's how Sales Boomerang came to be. I love it. Great story. You know, it's interesting because we've known each other for a while now, and I've been meaning to ask you, okay, Kutsushin, where where does that come from? Now I know yeah. you're from the Ukraine. Yeah. By the way, as you know, I'm a praying man. I've been praying for your country, and I will Thank continue you so to do much. that. Um, you know, I'm sorry to hear about what 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 has been happening there, and uh, I hope that, uh, you know, there's no family members that are affected by that, but we will certainly keep praying for them. Um, but I love what you just shared. There's a couple of things I love you said in there. Financial friendships. I mm. love that phrase. That is a drop the mic phrase right there. <laughs> that is a great way to look at it. And and I, you know, I was thinking about a quote from Jim Rohn as you were saying all that. He said, Discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. Mm. What you took was an idea and a vision. You were disciplined enough to take action on that vision. Yes. And look where you're at today. 150 yes. employee company top performing company, one of the fastest growing technology companies in the country. You've created great success and you've helped the mortgage industry immensely. And I've, I love, 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 always have loved your tagline, no borrower left behind. You know, that that to me says it in spades. We, you know, mortgage champions, we've always believed in the other's first mindset, putting yes. your customers for yourself, helping every borrower to get a great loan. You guys have built an engine to yes. do that by bringing lenders and borrowers back together who either maybe we're working with today, maybe they canceled in the past, maybe they're just in a good position in our current database yes. where they're set up or they've got equity or they've got debts or they've got opportunities to refinance. You guys have made that available for lenders. So let's talk about today's market because everybody's freaking out when they shouldn't. This is a super opportunistic market if you Absolutely. know how to approach it. But I would say that the number one thing you have to be today is proactive. You cannot be reactive. Remember, when rates 100%. go up, leads go down. Okay, that's what happens. Activity at the consumer level drops. So you've got to make up for that by doing outbound calling. That's exactly where Sales Boomerang comes in. This is where you guys are the a valuable asset to everybody. So talk to me a little bit about what you see as the things that lenders are doing you're working with that are creating great success today in this marketplace? So you you nailed it. I mean, it is a conversion market, not a volume market, as you said earlier yep. in, our, in, our, in our conversation. And it is about touches. It's about yep. relevant conversations with relevant people about things that are important to them. And so the organizations that are winning big in this environment using the sales boomerang platform and philosophies are the ones that are taking every notification. Let me run through these notifications real quick. So sure. we have everything from defense to offensive notifications. Why? Well, we look at business like a sport and all business, in my opinion, can be looked at as a sport if, if you're really running a good, a good operation. And in sports, you need to be able to play good defense and offense. In business, we believe, especially in this industry, it's important to play more offense than defense. Why? Because you want to get to your customer before they get to the market. That's offense. Defense is your customers in the market. You want to remind them of why they should use you and not yep. somebody else, right? And so defensive alerts are things like a listing alert. Somebody put their house in the market. Right. A mortgage inquiry alert. That's somebody shopping for a mortgage. Or yep. an early payoff alert. That means somebody is possibly going to have an early payoff on your, on your loan and you need to get in front of that. Those are all defensive alerts, okay? And then when we talk about offensive alerts, it's things like credit improvement. Who's that customer you, you had to deny because they didn't have good credit? That's one of the most brilliant and heartfelt calls you can make. Mr. Yep. and Mrs. Borrower, got great news. When we spoke seven months ago, you weren't qualified, but you've done the work. Congratulations. You're now perfectly suited for this program. 
Yeah. Amazing. Oh, that person is not in the market. You're the only one that knows and you're delivering good news. Um, when you're looking at things like cash out notifications, right? Cash out HELOC or debt consolidation alerts, right? That is this person's got equity. This person is credit qualified. This yep. person's got um, it, it, enough um, of, of a rate that could benefit from that, that they could benefit from or they have debt. Right. You you get a notification that says this person's got 30K in debt and they have 90K in, in in equity. It's amazing. And so that's offense. You're getting to them before they get to the market. So the best performers in this market are taking every alert, including life event alerts. Somebody got married, somebody got divorced, somebody passed away, unfortunately. They're taking every opportunity to call the customer and have a relevant conversation. Not about selling them, it's about talking to them. Now, the ones that are supercharging the results, and actually we just got off the phone with one, um, the ones that are super supercharging the results, every event they get, they are calling an agent. Every single one, doesn't matter. Wow. They're calling and saying, hey, you referred me to this customer. There's something happening with them. I'm going to talk to them. I recommend you talk to them. And they're, and if you don't have a referral attached to that, to that deal, you're calling somebody you want to work with. Hey, I have an opportunity that might be purchase related. I'm not sure yet. I'm going to reach out to them, but I want to know if I could refer them to you if it is purchase related. <laughs> uh, There's not a realtor in the country <laughs> who doesn't want to work with you right there on the spot exactly. the minute they get that phone call. And that's and Dale, that's how they're supercharging their, their opportunities. Yeah. They're giving everything to all their agents. All they're just calling them saying, Hey, you should talk, you yeah. should talk, you should talk. So I got off the phone about 30 minutes before we got on this, on this, into this conversation with a group that shared six different events. They were all life events. They're like, Alex, your other alerts, we've been maximizing them. We put them into our alpha program with life events, and they got six alerts. Uh, there was a couple of marriages, baby, death, and and, and like an empty nester. And all six went to their agents and all six are in conversation right now. Have they taken apps? No, awesome. but literally all six are having conversations with the agent and the loan officer on that file. Who knows what's going to happen? But relevancy is so important in this moment, just a relevant conversation. The last thing you want to do is contact the customer and try to sell them something today. I love you it. You want to just it. talk. You want to have conversations. And so you ask that question. Those are the two things. You're contacting every opportunity. You're not yep. judging it. You're not like, well, you know, this is these people we did a loan for six months ago. They're not, they're not doing anything. Stop judging. Just, yep. just stop it. Just make the call. I always I have this great, great conversation with people, Dale, where I was on a call uh, with a group that got a listing alert that was wrong. Right. And it happens, right? You, you'll yep. have so data changes. And if you put wrong data in, sometimes you'll get a wrong result. So 10% of the notifications could have something that, that, that may not be right on point. And so we got a call from this, from this loan officer and he's like, Hey, I call, they're not even living there anymore. And we're like, okay, what's wrong with that? Yeah. What's the wrong information? <laughs> You talk to a customer that is now living in a new property that now knows that that, that they're that you now know they're living in a new property and right. you thought that was a, a, a lost cause. No, it's a great opportunity. Congratulations! How long have you been there? How's the family? That every event is relevant as long yep. as you feel that you can have a conversation. Say, hey, did you move? Yeah, a long time ago. You didn't just list your house for sale. No. Oh man, thanks for the update. How's life? Right. And so. The point is conversations. The more you can just take your bias away and just have conversations, 
that's where the biggest success is coming from right now. I love it. So let me take two pieces of that because I love everything you just said. They're so powerful. You know, what, what I call proactive, you call offense, and they're the yes. same exact thing. And that's what you've got to be in today's marketplace. And, you know, if if you're not using Sales Boomerang, I certainly recommend it. But if for whatever reason you're sitting on a database, you need to be doing these exact same things Alex is talking about right here with your database. And yes. when you figure out that you need help, he's there waiting for you to call him and he'll help you with that. And he's got data and all these things to help you. But there's two things I want to mention here. First off, you, you talked about the realtor side of this. You know, it, it's interesting that most loan officers, and I've trained over a million of them, as you know, in the last 27 years I've been doing this as a speaker. And what I've found time and time and time again when it comes to realtors is that we want to get to give, meaning that mm. We right. want the realtor to send us business so we can show them how good we are. That's yes. exactly the wrong mindset. Yes. You got to give to get. Yes. That's how you build a realtor base is you take to them an opportunity where you say, look, I've got this sales boomerang league where I've got this customer that they're looking for a home right now. And although I haven't got them committed yet, if I do, could I place them with you? I'm looking for a couple good men and women. And you yes. know what? They're going to love you the moment yes. you do that and you've established a relevant conversation to your point. And that's the second thing. I love how you said we need to have relevant conversations, not applications. Yes. Number one mistake in today's mortgage market, loan officers take apps. Yes. They don't build relationships. We've got to become relationship builders in a 2022 market. Because look, everybody's got technology. Everybody's got the same basic rates. Everybody's got the same programs and products. What separates you? That's I'll tell right. you what separates you, your relationship and the customer experience you create through your service. That's what separates you more than any other thing in this marketplace. The bottom line is you have to have relevant conversations. You know, the other day I was, uh, I looked at a post that coach Bill Hart, you probably know Bill, great mm -hmm. guy. Mm -hmm. He posted yep. up, you know, meaningful conversations was the way he put it. Really getting to know your customers through your database, calling them up just to get to know them. Because as I've taught loan officers forever, look, if I talk to you as a breathing human being, that's the only requirement I look for. Okay. you If you're breathing breaths, you're somebody I want to talk to because I have two questions for you. Question number one, do you own a home? And if you do, would you like to own it less expensively? Can oh, I be your financial friend question. and help you with that? Wow. Question number two, if wow. you don't own a home, why not? And can I help you? See, no matter who you are, if you're breathing, if you're a homeowner, not a homeowner, it's an opportunity every time. And then here's the other side of that. Even if you say no to me, <laughs> then who do you know that's looking for a home today? Because I guarantee you know people looking for homes today. Definitely. I can always turn those outbound opportunities into an inbound opportunity if I just build those relevant, I love that phrase, relevant conversations, not try to get an application. That's right. the key to the game today. I love so, that. Alex, tell me from your perspective, you, you, you've been all over the country. What do you think is, is for today's originator, okay? What do you think is the single most important strategy or the single most important thing they need to be doing to capitalize on today's market? Because it's an opportunistic market yes. if you know how to tackle it. You already said it. I'll just repeat it. Give referrals to your agents. Find ways to constantly give value to your agents and let them know this isn't just for this market. This is how it's yep. going to be moving forward, yep. right? And and it's it's so key to just find reasons 
to give something to your agent, not yeah. beer, and that's not bad either. Not, you know, <laughs> not bagels or, or donuts or coffee. Yeah. Fine. But value, right? And value. so like every time you're in a conversation, you look at someone, even if it doesn't come from a salesman, like, like forget about salesman for a second. If I'm in a conversation with someone and I don't see a re- realtor on, the, on this file, hey, I'm calling you. I'm talking to somebody new. I, I, yep. I don't know if it's going to be purchased or not, but you know what? I want you to know that I'm thinking about you. And yep. I, if this person says they are looking for purchase or they have a referral for purchase, I want you to be the, the person I call. Are you okay? Do you have room for, for one more customer? Right? Just like that. And somebody said to me one time, and, and then they took it all back. Somebody said to me, well, if I call them 30 times and I never refer them anything, they're going to get tired of hearing from me. I'm like, no, they won't. Because if they don't hear from you for the next 12 months, I'm like, hmm, where's that guy that at least tried? He at least tried, right? right? They're not going to get mad for you trying. If you never do business with them, okay, then that's a problem. But if you try and you're constantly out there and you will make connections, you don't need 100 realtors to work with. You need a good group of trustworthy people that are going to send you everything and you're going to send them everything. You're becoming your own, you know, uh, real estate mortgage company. If you yep. build the relationship with your agent properly, and it's not yep. like a oh well, they pay for my marketing once in a while. No, forget about that. The value comes from the relationship and working as a village. And so, to really pour some fuel on this strategy, the question was, what's the number one thing? That's referring business to your agent. How do you refer more business to them than they ever referred to you? That's where sales boomerang comes back into play. When you can get your agent to share their database with you. And all the events we talked about that we are sharing with the lending industry, when you get the data from your agent, you can now work together on their database. And we've seen, this is consistently, more than doubling of the volume of the agent when they start working with a sales boomerang lender and that lender refers everything back to them. More than double of the volume. And in this environment, where 15 out of 16 people don't get the home they want because only one person gets the home and 16 bids come in. Your agents need something to yep. boomerang that customer back to them. Yep. You know, it's interesting because in all the years that I managed, I managed 12 years before I became a speaker 27 years ago. And I used to tell my loan officers this all the time. They go, well, you know what? I've got this this agent, but I don't know. You know, I don't know if they're really a good agent and if they're going to do right by my customer. I go, well, then don't just give them a one-to-one referral. <laughs> give them a one to three referral. Oh. I go, what do you mean by that? I go, it's simple. You say to them, look, I've got a customer, but in all fairness to my other real estate agents that I work with, here's what I do. I, I, I give the name to three real estate agents, but I know you're so good at what you do. You're going to win that deal. Because you know what? When you give out three referrals, you get three referrals back minimum. Oh so one gets you three every time. Yes. The guys who employed that that worked for me were closing 100 loans a month. Oh my because God. they were like, I've got more business than I know what to do with now. <laughs> and, and, and you're right. If you got 100 agents, you got way too many. 25 too to 50 many. is the sweet spot. It always has been. More than that, you can't build the kind of relationship that's necessary. Now, you can have 200 agents in your database, no right. question about that. But you're actively working with 25 to 50. I see too many loan officers with three or four they got too many, you know, too too few of eggs in the basket That's right. that if anything goes wrong, they're not protected. And I see loan officers with 200 agents and they're just spread thin. You've got to be in that sweet spot to really be successful in the marketplace today. And, and, and totally. I love how you talked about the whole concept of giving to get 
yes. which is give them a referral. Don't don't give them something everybody else is giving. Everybody else brings them donuts and bagels and takes them to the bar and takes them to the golf outing. You know what? They don't want that. They'd rather go on a date with their spouse than yes. go to a golf outing with you. What they really want is you to send them a customer that they made $3,000 on so they can do what they want to do in life. That's going to make a difference. Right. I guarantee it. I love that. That's, 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 I mean, that's, that's spot on. There's nothing. And it's been, it's been so interesting to see, you know, in 2016, when we started development in 2017, when we launched, I remember meeting with, with a bunch of lenders learning about the industry and how important they made the agent relationship. And it confused me. I'm like, why are you guys just catering to the agent? Why isn't the agent catering to you? I'm like, right. well, the agent's got all the referrals. I'm like, oh no, they, they said they got the deals. I'm like, agents got deals. Yep. Well, yeah, they refer business to us. I'm like, whoa, whoa, they got a referral, but you make the deal, right? Right. And how much we of got the business the money. they refer to you <laughs> turns actually into a deal? All of them? That's like, right. No, no, a big percentage doesn't. So actually you have the deals and you're going to refer them back to them. And so over the years, we've really found a way to maximize that. And now um, yep. the lenders that use this strategy are just, they're just dominating. They're like, um, we have a great success story with one group that in nine months referred 150 deals to their agents that turn wow. into what was the number shoot i can't remember no i'm sorry i'm sorry i, I apologize 600 deals okay to their agent partners that turn into 150 million a new purchase wow that's that's unheard of and that's a, a lender referring that much business is unheard of but now it's consistent it's regular it's happening everywhere and so that is the way to succeed but not just in this market you know what they'll i hate thinking about this industry as as markets like the things that you teach are the, the beauty of it is it works in every market. You just enhance certain things in certain markets. That's right. People need to stop thinking about this industry as in markets. It's like, what can I always be doing? Like, yeah. what are the great things that I should always be implementing and not, oh, now it's this market. I should start doing that more. I should refer business to my agents. Just do it all the time. Like, like, like do that. The, uh, your call of how can I get, if you're in a house, how can I make it less expensive for you? Are you kidding me? Like that's the most brilliant talk track I've ever heard. It's so simple. It's and, simple yeah. and easy. That's what customers understand. That's right. And, that's and, right. and you know, we talk about agents, but look, th this is not just for agents. You know, I, I get this question all the time because I teach loan officers all the time. Don't just work with real estate agents. Work with financial planners, wealth yes. managers, CPAs, insurance brokers, uh, divorce attorneys, all of those. And they go, well, how do I find them? Look at your database. You got a database full of customers who use all of these professionals. Why are you not talking to them about, do you have a, a, an attorney that you're happy with? Do you have a financial planner? Would you, I could hook you up with one if you like. You go walk into a financial planner's office and you say, the reason I'm coming here is not to ask you to, to send me business. It's I actually have three customers who need a financial planner. I checked you guys out online. You're fantastic. I would like to talk to you about whether I can refer those to you if you'd be okay oh. with that. So brilliant. You just made a partner for life. And that person's going to introduce you to other financial planners that will build more business. So oh, there's yeah. so much opportunity when you think out of the box and you're creative in your approach and you make sure you take the right mindset with these things. I no, love that. No question. No question. So let me ask you, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to flip the tables. Now we talked about what they should do. I'm going to ask you this question because you, <laughs> you talk to a lot of C-level executives, just like I do, you, you know, your client, my client are usually the CEO and the C-level executives that we, right. we work with. And then we work our way down through the organization with, with everybody. And, and we get a great chance to work with originators all over the country. Question is this, what do you think the biggest mistake that you're seeing today in the marketplace that lenders mm. are making or loan originators are making that they need to avoid? 
Yeah, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, and I think they're starting to avoid it now. Um, but I think it, it had a lot to do with with volume and unit goals. Where um, there's a great story, and and you probably read the book from Jim Collins, Good to Great, and mm-hmm. and there's a there's there's a, a story of the of the war vet that was, you know, a POW, prisoner of war. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember his name right off the top of my head, but he shares a great story in there why he survived and so many didn't. Why he and I think he was captured like twice, um, yeah. and he survived them, and every everyone he was captured with didn't really survive. And they asked how he did it. And he said, most of my uh, other POWs died of a broken heart because they would say, we're going to be rescued by Christmas. We're going to be rescued by Valentine's Day. We're going to. And they just set their hearts out. And so what I've seen happen in this industry in the first part of the year is we're going to catch up on that volume. We're going to get the now this is the month. This is the month. And and they keep moving it back. Like, yeah. This is where this is where it's gonna. Oh, it's gonna. Now we're gonna get to our volume, and their people are dying from broken hearts. They're like, and it's not a volume year, and so I think the biggest mistake is that people have put all of this pressure on themselves to try to outdo twenty twenty one, and it's great when some are right. You know, we talked to PRMG. PRMG is having a better year than twenty twenty one. There are some. There's some. They're gonna have that, and yeah. and yes, they implement amazing strategies, which is. Everyone should case study them, by the way. It, it, yep. It's brilliant what they're doing there. And so there's there's going to be some that actually break those volume goals, which, which is great. But for most, don't make this about volume. Don't break your own heart, right? Don't die of a broken heart. Focus on relevant conversation, just everything we just talked about. So the biggest mistake is setting these expectations and then getting mad that you didn't hit them. And then you're laying off all kinds of people because you had projected that you're going to hit those numbers yeah. and you didn't plan, uh, uh, you know, accordingly. So that would be from, from my perspective, the, the biggest mistake. So it goes back to what you t- we talked about earlier that you had in your business and that's vision. It's having mm-hmm. vision to see where the market's going. And look, l- l- let me, let me create a news flash here for just a minute. Okay. This is my 40th year I'm coming up on in the mortgage industry, okay? There was no say that. Yeah, there there was no thank you. I appreciate that. There was no other 221. There was no other 2021 ever. It is an anomaly year. Yet we're trying to establish goals around the best year in the entire history of the US when it comes to mortgage production. You can't do that. You've got to establish good vision in these times. Now, does that mean you can't do great numbers? No, of course not. You can do great numbers today. And I do have clients who are pacing very close to last year. Some of them a little bit above. PRMG is an example. Kevin Peranio and Paul Rosa, dear friends, clients for years. I train all their AEs. You know, they've been partners with me for a long time. And they are doing that. There's others that are 10% off or 20% off. But we shouldn't be 70% off. And the way we fix that is by offensive proactive approach to the market and realism as to where the market's at. And look, I'm going to use an old saying here that I think really applies to this year's market. It goes like this, plan for the worst, hope for the best. That's how you live in this market. It's that simple. You know, people ask me, you know, the most common question, I'm sure this doesn't surprise you, Alex, but all the speaking I do all over the country, the most common question I get is, well, what are rates going to do? I go, if I tell you the answer, like I know what I'm talking about, 
you can call me a liar because I don't know what I'm talking about, nor does anybody else. And I know a lot. Guys like Barry Habib, who I'm great friends with, he knows more than anybody about it. And he'll still tell you this is an educated guess at best. We don't know. But what we do know is we're not in 2021 anymore. We're not going to be there anytime soon. Quit hoping for something that doesn't exist. As James Cameron said, hope is not a strategy. (laughs) Remember that. Luck is not a factor and fear is not an option. That's what I'm going with in this marketplace. I'm going to take products like the sales boomerang alerts. I'm going to create an outbound campaign on my database. I'm going to hammer and call every customer and build those relevant conversations. I'm not going in with the mindset that I'm going to sell something, but that I'm just building a relationship, starting a conversation. Let's see where it goes and turn it into an opportunity. And and that's what you guys have really perfected at your company. And, And every single person you talk to today, if you've done a loan for them this year, you already know there's three, four loans coming from that from that deal, right? That's right. If you're just talking to them today, believe me, you're getting all of these conversations because people are curious. They're not sure. They want to know. And the moment there is a change, all of the conversations, all of those relevant conversations you had turn into deals, right? Yep. And more referrals for your agent. So yep. those relevant conversations are everything. And the ones that are going to lose are the ones that are going to try to take an app today. You're going to take an app on those that are ready to, but the ones that are going to lose are the ones that are going to force an app. And then this person's going to hang up the phone because they didn't take the app, see something online that says, this is not the best time to do business in the morning. And they're going to be like, that guy lied to me. Why did he say that? He told me I should take an app right now. And I didn't think so. And I'm glad I didn't listen. And now that's over. And so this is, this is where what you teach and the way you communicate and, and your process One of my favorite things I heard that you said, and I've already repeated it like three times, I'm gonna repeat it a thousand times, is, you know, we're talking about relevant conversations. If not this, then what? If if having relevant conversations isn't enough, what what are you doing? What is it? And so I love that. I've been repeating and somebody's like, hey, we heard Dale say this. I'm like, oh, brilliant. If not this, then what? That's That's the question. And so have conversations. Stop thinking that every call will be a deal. Not 2020, 21 anymore, right? So, yep. so just have those relevant conversations, be heard, hear the people, get your network involved. And now you have yourself a, a beautiful farming ground for, for years and years and years. Yeah. Remember the 910 rule. The 910 rule simply says that the average homeowner is going to go through nine mortgage transactions in their lifetime. You want every one of those if That's you're right. a lender or a loan originator. How do you do that? You don't do that by giving them a good loan. You don't do that by closing their loan in 22 days. You don't do it by giving them the lowest rate because if you give them the lowest rate, they're just going to get the lowest rate on the next one. That's you right. You do it through a relationship. You do it through a sustainable relationship with your customers based on conversation, based on communication, based on customer experience, based on interest, based on all the things that matter to people. I love when you said earlier, talk to them about the things that they care about. That's right. That's what doesn't happen in calls a lot of times. If we can get to that, we can win. And look, I love the fact that you guys put so much emphasis on turndown accounts because when I was a manager, 25 to 30% of all the production that I did every year, and I always ran the number one sales team anywhere I went, it was turndown files. We went back into turndowns. We mined those things constantly. Cancellations, we mined them constantly because things change, situations change, markets change, people change. And, and, and I would recycle those with different loan officers so that if they talked to a man last time, they talked to a woman this time. You know, if they talked to one of my experienced 
experienced ones last time, they're gonna talk to a newbie this time and get a different perspective because I wanted them to hear different sides of that equation to find the right the right financial friend. I love yeah, that. that's it. I love that t-shirt, Alex. <laughs> that's awesome. I gotta get you, I gotta get you one. So look, I know we're coming close to the end here. I want to leave are. everyone with this one thought because you just said something really important. When we first started analyzing databases, right? Because we wanted to understand how active databases were. And we analyzed a past customer database and a turndown database. The activity in the turndown database was like 10x the activity in the wow. existing customer. Why? We were confused. Like, what? Why? Then it hit me. The turndown database don't have a loan. That's right. They want a loan. That's the right. The customer base has a loan. Right. And so we would look and we're like, wow, the turndown database had 176 mortgage inquiries in the last 30 days, but the existing customer base only had 26. We're like, wow. man, but nobody ever focuses on the turndown. They're always Great focusing on the existing customer. And Great I'm like, wait a second, the opportunities and the people that haven't had a loan and you turn them away. You're like, hey, get out of here. You have to embrace those people more than ever, more than ever. If you embrace them, the activity is much greater. They feel heard. They feel cared for. And it's like, man, I want to do business with this person. They didn't tell me, look, your credit's bad. Go fix it and call me. Can you imagine? Like I thought, I think about that statement. I go, you can't do a loan with me. Call me when you fix your credit. You just like asking a girl on a date. She says, no, when you get better looking, call me. What? I, no, I'm never calling you again. When I get better looking, I'm calling someone else, okay? Because you, right. you've already made me feel bad, right? So when they go fix their credit, they're, they're, they're not going to call you because you've already made them feel bad. So take all of those. Think, listen to what Dale said. Take them, run them through the system. Sales Boomerang will just most definitely alert you on, on them improving credit wherever they are in their life. So that makes it much easier. But even if you're not using Sales Boomerang, embrace your turndowns. Embrace them because they're the most... They're in the most need at that moment. And when you're like, hey, when you get better, call me. That doesn't work. That just doesn't work. And not in this, and that's not a financial friend. Yeah, I love that. All right. Well, well, let me wrap this up. I'm going to ask you a question I ask everybody um, because I'm I'm certain that everybody watching this wants to be you. <laughs> they want to be they want Alex to be five Kutz five? <laughs> they want to be Alex Kutzishin. I'm sure of that because you know you're dynamic, you're successful, you're visionary. You're just I, I love you, man. I'm wearing my humble hero T-shirt for you today because oh, I, love I, I love the worthwhile webinars that you guys do to raise money for charity. You've helped a lot of causes. You, you give back. You do all the things that executives should be doing, and I appreciate you greatly. And I'm I'm glad to call you a friend. Glad to call you a partner. Excited. We're going to be doing some things together. We won't give too many details, but we're going to be doing some things to build some training together with you and Dave Savage, who I, I talked to earlier. You guys got a great partnership going, so you just do great things. Here's my question. We all have mentors. You mentioned earlier mm -hmm. a mentor that you had in the past. Yes. And, and I, I always want to close by talking about the power and importance of mentors, because if there's one universal truth I've found with every great leader— they had mentors. Yes. Share with the audience, if you would, how important that is to you and maybe one story of a mentor that made a major difference in your career. Oh, I'd love to. This is so great. I'm going to give honor to one of my one of my favorite mentors in just a minute here. The power awesome. of a mentor, I, I don't think you can put value on it. It is, it is priceless because there's a couple of things that are happening in a mentorship. There's somebody willing to give themselves to someone else without any expectations of anything back in return. Like, there's, there's this, there's this beauty in it because yeah. we humans naturally do want to help people. And when you have someone that's willing to listen, 
and someone that's willing to give, it's, it's, it's a, it's magic. It really is magic. And so, and I'm sure everyone's heard this comparison, but I'm going to just make it anyway. And, and, and just to help, you know, Tiger Woods has a coach, right? A mentor is like a coach. It's an unpaid coach, but it's a coach and it's a coach because they're unpaid may very well be better advice in this scenario because people are like free advice is exactly what you paid for. Not in a mentorship. In a mentorship, right. this person knows that the advice they're giving you, you're going to take to heart and you're going to go put it to work. And it's it's them. It's them within you. And so it's critical. I've, I've, I think I've had a mentor of some sort probably since age 19. Wow. And one of my mentors in the beginning was somebody on CDs. His name was, was Brian Tracy. He was my mentor. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and he, I turned, I turned my car into university on wheels. You remember um, psychology of selling, man. I knew it by it. heart. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's oh, love that. That's that changed. That book changed my life. The entire series. And so, um, my, so I've always had someone that I, you know, that was, that was a joke. It was kind of my mentor, but around age 20, when I started my first business, I really did start having real mentors. And the biggest mentor in my life, which was responsible for one of the tattoos on my body is a gentleman by the name of Paul Naden. Paul Naden owned the largest, one of the largest uh, accounting firms in, um, in Maryland. And Paul became my mentor when he was 79 years old. Wow. And he, awesome told me the most amazing things and one of the most brilliant concepts, which is tattooed on my body, which I'll share with you in just a second. I asked him to help me with a project that he could get involved in and could have a financial benefit for him. I came to him and said, hey, Paul, help me with this. You're, you're perfect for this. And I explained the entire thing and Paul goes, that's great. I'm not going to do it with you. I said, what? He's like, it doesn't sound fun. I said, fun. We're going to make money. He's like, if it's not fun, Alex, I don't do it. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, oh, I like wisdom. that. There's and some so wisdom. I have a tattoo on my body that says always D-W-I-L, doing what I love. Always I love willing. Always. And he inspired that. And that is something that's ended in, ended up in every business I've ever been involved in, any uh, 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 mentorship that I'm doing for someone else, in, in any consulting I'm doing anywhere, I'm always emphasizing Make sure you're doing what you love. It's playing the sport that you love to play or change the sport, right? And so the power of mentorship is priceless. And if you don't have someone, find someone. And if you do have Amen. someone, thank them. <laughs> awesome. Love that. Love that. Love that. Well, Alex, how do people reach out to you? If they want to contact you or Sales Boomerang, where do they go? LinkedIn. Just find me on LinkedIn. Um, okay. uh, you can find me there or find uh, salesboomerang.com. It's probably the easiest way to, to find to find me and get in touch with me. So any one of those ways. And, and I'm always, uh, I'm an open, open door, open. Yeah. Open you guys here. are everywhere. Look, my friend, love you. Appreciate you. Love it it is an honor to have you on uh, our podcast. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time and your busy schedule. I know you got a lot going on. Uh, so excited uh, to work with you and so appreciative of all that you guys are doing for the industry. Keep up the good work, man. You're, you're doing the good work. You're doing the hard work, and it's making a difference. No borrowers left behind. That, that's, that's what it. we want to focus on. Being financial friends, thanks for a great interview, and I look forward to getting together with you again soon. Thank you, Dale. Thank you so much for everything. God bless you, my friend. You too. Batting a 1,000 is a production of Mortgage Champions, a company that's been transforming the people who transform companies since 1995. Have a suggested topic or guest? Contact my team on Twitter, that's at Dale Vermillion, 
or tweet us using the hashtag batting1000. That's hashtag batting1000.